Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. Wanted to first recognize that wanted to welcome a new country to where we've had downloads from, and that is Syria. So to whoever downloaded the episodes from Syria, welcome. I hope they were helpful and something that we'll see more downloads come from you. And with that, I want to look at today's topic. And that is ankylosing spondylitis is probably hurting your relationships and ability to work. But then it goes on to say, but too few patients tell their doctors about it. This was an interesting article. It's from a few years ago. It's from like 2018 and it's from Creaky Joints and I'll have a link to it in the show notes. But what it did is it looked at when more than 75% of people with ankylosing spondylitis say they currently have back pain, stiffness, fatigue, and joint pain not to mention a high prevalence of co-occurring health problems like depression, anxiety, and migraines. It's not exactly surprising, it says, that we might have a big impact on a person's ability to work and their personal life. And that's certainly something that I can attest to. Well, I have not such a hard time working. It has been a major effect on my personal life and anxiety and depression. Those have been something that has just been crippling for me at times. And especially as I deal with the partner leaving and she's got you know just a good person but it it just didn't work out and but it has left a hole in me it'll heal obviously but it still still hurts so the interesting thing about this study goes on to say but few real world studies have examined the impact of as a chronic systematic inflammatory disease that primarily affects the sacroiliac joints and spine on health related quality of life with regard to work and relationships So they went and looked at the study of the life of people with AS. They said it can be complex due to the slow progression and invisible nature of the disease. So the study was done in 2018 by a number of places, including the American College of Rheumatology. And interestingly, of those that were looked at, they looked at 235 people with ankylosing spondylitis. Of those they looked at, 74% of them were female. That's very unique considering that, you know, AS is historically known as a more male-dominant condition, which, of course, that's being broken down day by day by day and is obviously incorrect. But this study was primarily uh, women, and I think that in itself is just a fantastic thing to see. With more than two-thirds of respondents reporting high disease, such as severity as assessed by the RAPID-3, overall, the study found that adults with ankylosing spondylitis experienced high unemployment and a significant impact on their personal relationships. And here's some things they found. 235 patients they looked at, average age 50, 74% female, 26% male. They said, how AS impacts work? Well, of those, 72% of the respondents have difficulty standing or sitting for long hours. I can certainly understand that. I have to go maybe a couple hours, then I have to stand up and move just a little bit before I can go back to sitting down again. 47% said they miss work because of AS. 42% have difficulty doing physical tasks, and 41% have loss of productivity. How does AS affect the relationships? Well, 63% responded to having difficulty spending time with friends. 54% reported a lack of understanding from friends and family about AS. And then lastly, 47% have difficulty spending time with family. But on the flip side of that coin, 
Patients aren't asking for help. Only 17% discussed the effects of the AS on their relationships with their rheumatologist. 26% asked for resources to help them with their disease. And only 18% said they had access to all the information they needed about AS. That's one of the things that I started this podcast about. The idea that you could turn around and maybe have your partner, spouse, whoever, listen to this show. Let them hear somebody else besides you talking about this condition, what we're dealing with, and how that affects everybody on a day-to-day basis. You know, sometimes if they hear it from the same person over and over, it just loses some of the importance. But to hear it from a new person could bring a whole different perspective to them. How does AS affect personal relationships? Well, the most common impact of AS on relationships was difficulty spending time with friends, a lack of understanding from friends, and the difficulty spending time with family. In nearly all the cases, women reported that AS took a greater toll on their relationships than men did. For example, while 45% of women said that AS caused difficulty maintaining friendships, only 25% of men did. Some participants, 8% of men and 6% of women, said that AS even resulted in separation or divorce. I can understand that. I would say that my first marriage, I went through a divorce ultimately because of AS. That wasn't it. I guess maybe that might have been just a part of it. But when we were first married, I was difficult. I wasn't being treated, flaring, pain. And she did put up with a lot. So with that, that just helped to expedite along the problems that eventually came up and led to the divorce. So I would say AS played a part in, you know, really all of them because the AS itself, the anxiety for me, and you may be different, but for me, the anxiety and the depression from dealing with this condition has made me always feel that, I don't know, maybe I'm not worthy of somebody. Maybe I'm not worthy of somebody you know, loving me, caring for me, being there for me. So I'm always afraid of people abandoning me or leaving me. And that really, really affects relationships. You could be completely different. I'm what's called an anxious uh, attachment. You could be an avoidant. Might mean you took and put up such a wall so that you didn't get hurt, the AS didn't get triggered, that you just won't let anybody in. You have absolutely zero desire for any intimate connections um, like emotional, intimate connections. We're all different. And then on the other flip side, many of you might be completely secure and the AS doesn't mean a thing to you. And you are one of the lucky ones that deals that way. What can we do? How does it affect work as well? Well, half of respondents in the study reported being unemployed. The vast majority you know, of those 91% reported that this was due to AS. Among the people who were still working, AS affected many aspects of their daily work lives. People reported difficulty sitting or standing for long hours, missing work, or doing or being unable to do difficult physical tasks, and a loss of productivity was also widely reported. Here, too, in many cases, women reported that AS affected their ability to function well at work more than men. 29% of women said they were frequently late to work compared with 12% of men, and 24% of women said they even had to switch their job as a result of AS. Only 15% of men said that. How do we get through this? What do we do? There are support groups out there, but first and foremost, talk with your doctor. Despite the major ways AS seems to affect patients personally and their work lives, very few people actually speak with their doctors. And the study found that their rheumatologist, the impact of the disease on their relationship, you know, that people only talk to their rheumatologist about 17% of the time, or its effect on work and school was only about 26% of the time. So that, that means roughly... 80, 75 to 80% of the people are just kind of suffering and not talking to their doctors about what they're dealing with. It makes sense that during 
a time crunch doctor visit, you'd be likely, you know, to talk more about the subjects you came into, the AS and so forth, or how it may be affecting your marriage or career path. But it's important to let your doctor know what's happening in other areas of your life. It may be that you could benefit from seeing another specialist like an occupational physical therapist or a mental health professional. And I did that. I recently signed up for a thing called Better Health. This is not a commercial. I will put a link down in the show notes about it. And this has really given me, for my anxious attachment, the ability to get access to a therapist at a fairly affordable price, uh, roughly about 300 a month. Not cheap, but when you go to a therapist, the co-pays and everything can be much, much higher. Check your benefits at work. It may pay for something like better health. It may not, may have other options, but it's really good to get yourself and possibly your spouse or partner into therapy so that everybody can get on the same page. Everybody can come to an agreement as to what's going on and how best to move forward. You also want to getting the right info to manage your AS. There was another study finding was that people with AS feel they don't have all the info that they need to live well with this disease. Now, this is amazing. Overall, 149 respondents, or 63%, reported that they did not have access to the information on how to manage their fatigue. Only 42 respondents, or 18%, said that they have access to all the information they need about AS. Think about that. One out of five says they have access to all the information. Again, this show is a great access to information. There's 150 plus episodes that you can delve into all sorts of different topics from depression to how others deal with their AS to surgeries to intimacy. There's all sorts of topics. Use them. Go back and listen. That's what this is designed to do is to help you start to think, how can I approach my doctor to cover different subjects? The data from the study shows us that AS has a huge impact on people's daily lives. But AS patients don't always discuss the burden with their doctors, friends, and families. Notably, 62% of the people in the study reported having depression and 54% reported having anxiety. Well, I fall into both of those categories. It can be difficult with a disease like AS, which often goes undiagnosed for so long, to feel like the people in your life can really understand what you're trying to go through and how this disease affects you. I certainly agree with that. Growing up, I was told I was lazy and a number of other things that I didn't want to work because I was hurting. I started this journey around nine or 10 years old, diagnosed at 14. So there was days when I just hurt and it was brushed off. That bothered me for a long time. Had to kind of let some of it go, but I still will talk about it. Overall, it's very important for you to share both physically and emotionally with your loved ones. Your friends and family might assume no good news is good news. They may have no idea what you're going through unless you let them know. Don't be afraid to talk about it. It doesn't have to be the sole source of conversation. It doesn't have to be the only source of conversation. But talk to your friends about it. Talk to your family about it. Let them listen to this podcast. All of this is designed to get you through the tough parts of dealing with AS. So again, thank you. You'll find a link to this article in the show notes. I really appreciate everybody that's reached out to me. You know, again, this has been a rough week. This day today, as I record this, has been a horrible day for my depression. I know if you're dealing with anxiety or depression because of AS or other topics, please don't hesitate to reach out through my website, spondypodcast.com. Thank you and take care.